Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and uh, let's get this started. Hey guys, welcome to Java Chat. It's Coffee with Mike hanging out here. It's in 2020, uh, the 30th of January. It's been kind of nuts for us lately, so it's been um, it's been regearing, retooling, rechanneling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as of this moment, uh, this particular uh, little segment is going to talk a little bit about data, uh, since that's where we're moving over into uh, data's role is changing. <clears throat> from defensive to offensive in, in the days past. Uh, there's a guy by the name of, um, hmm, he writes for Forbes, uh, Daniel Newman wrote a thing on, on will CDOs replace CMOs, and he talks about data and how big it can get and how it was used previously. Uh, some They used to use it as to, to determine how well their, their content was working as far as whether they needed to change it for traffic, et cetera, et cetera. But today, uh, it's not enough. Uh, either for CMOs or CDOs, the market just is moving so quick. Uh, it's 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 not really a defensive differentiator anymore. So now they're starting to switch that. They're starting to move it over into offense where they're starting to, to see what's going on to create revenue for a brand. In, in, in other words, rather than being a source of info for other teams to figure out their issues, <clears throat> chief data officers is literally looking to create rev- revenue using this data. It wasn't tr- traditionally a part of their dis- their job description, um, but it's becoming that because MarTech, things that we've been talking about, marketing technologies, have been advancing so fast and so so well um, that CMOs are starting to worry about their own positions and CDOs are wondering what, what's going to get thrown on their table next. Um, it's about predictive analytics, and, and a lot of you are starting to hear more about um, what do you call that? Machine learning, AI machine learning, deep learning. In some cases, um, identity resolution, depending on what it is that people are doing and, and how it can affect uh, getting better tra- um, what's the, better results on paid traffic, on paid uh, advertising, whether that be pay-per-click, video, uh, or what have you. Uh, the idea is to be able to use the behavioral data that's now available and being able to reach your, your buyer's uh, or your customers, where they're at, where they're at in the buyer's value journey, not just where they're sitting, and reaching them on their their actual devices and talking to them directly. Um, one of the things that he writes in there, um, I wanted to read this to you. And this is, this by the way, this is over on Forbes.com. If you just look up Daniel Newman, he's got a ton of great stuff on here. Um Creating immediate value. I'm going to just read the first the first paragraph because if I don't read the whole thing, it won't make sense. It says, there's a song by the Smiths called How Soon Is Now. That's the title of the song. It could be the anthem for both CMOs and CDOs in digital transformation. Both will be working to meet an incredibly challenging goal, creating value from value from data immediately rather than giving it time to ruminate, which is what you used to have to do. There simply is no time to defer value in digital transformation. Just as marketing teams may experience issues proving the value of an investment in MarTech, AI, and machine learning, CDOs will likely have the same problem unless they're able to master the point above. 
being able to go on the offense with their data and create value from it 24-7. Is that realistic? Well, of course not. At least not yet. <clears throat> but given what we know about AI and machine learning, learning, it is possible. And it's what most CEOs and customers are expecting from businesses today. Um, that That is it possible? It's actually, it is happening. It's not on large scale yet, but they've already been working on, on that through machine learning AI, through deep learning, which is a subset of machine learning, and the ability to predict where somebody is actually going to be uh, in their in their buyer's journey. Like right now, I'm looking at an advertisement on the right. It's, it's Volkswagen telling me I can go get a, a 2020 Tiguan um, for whatever their, their deal is that they're offering. However, I've not done anything to look for any kind of um, vehicles online. I've not even mentioned it um, in any of my conversations. So that's an example of more of a branding uh, campaign just to get my attention and to try to bring me to take a look, but I'm not even thinking about getting another car. So to me, this is a wasted ad. Whereas if they were using the right kind of data, and utilizing, looking for the right people who are actually aware of the fact that they would like to find a vehicle and a potentially looking for a new car, that this particular ad would show up in front of them. Something more relevant to me might be something that has to do with um, MarTech or something of that nature. Um, again, this is, this is just a little something for you guys to chew on. It's not huge. Um, I'll come back and I'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's coming down the line as far as identity resolution and how that can work for a company like yours, depending on what you do. And we're back. We're just checking out a couple things with regards to data and where it's headed, what it's doing. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, we have a new website up. It's called InMarketSalesFunnel.com. Go ahead and check it out. Take a look and see what you think. We'd love some feedback on it. Uh, basically, what, what's going on there is we have license to an identity graph. And what that can do for your business, depending on the size of your business, can get you a greater return on your ad spend. If you're using any kind of paid advertisements right now, and this is going to sound like a promo, but it's not. I'll, I'll explain to you why in a second. Um, if you're doing any kind of ad spend online, whether that's pay-per-click video um, or any of the other media, social, what have you, uh, having having access to behavioral data can really change your return on ad spend and lower your cost of acquisition. Why? Let's say we were just, I was just talking about this uh, just a minute ago um, about the Volkswagen throwing me a, a Tiguan ad and it had nothing to do with me because I'm not looking for it. And um, I probably would not buy a VW um, because I just, I, I have no affinity, affinity to the brand. And just showing me an ad with a pretty picture saying, here's a cool deal. Come lease our car is like, yeah, not going to happen. But had they given me something really cool that would have given me a video ad somewhere or a quick short little something up either on my phone uh, or my tablet or something uh, that was like, wow, that was freaking cool. That's really neat. I didn't know you could do that with a VW. Then it would have gotten my attention. That would have brought me from not knowing, really not knowing their brand or caring about their brand into a curiosity of the, of the brand. And this goes back to the buyer's, the buyer's value journey when someone doesn't know they kind of know. They start thinking that there's something that needs to be done. There, there's a, there's about six stages to it. If you don't know it, look it up. Google is everybody's friend. You can go read all this stuff. I don't want to make this super long. Uh, but the idea is that when you have behavioral data, you will know, one, who's actually in market. And that's one of the things that we do is we provide leads. 
coming off of that uh, that identity graph. Uh, and then we have a, a smart pixel, which basically makes our product ag uh, platform agnostic. Uh, all that means is you can take this data and use it on Facebook, Yahoo, Bing, wherever. Um, these are secured files. Everything's private. Everything's good. Only the platforms get to see what's in them. But what happens is, is when you're actually doing a targeted ad, you can now you can now meet that buyer or that prospect or that stranger where they're at. One, it's going to be on their devices that they spend the most time on. Two, it's going to it's it's going to give them the right kind of message at the right time. If, if I have no idea who you are, you're probably not going to want to be trying to tell me, hey, come lease another another vehicle. You're probably just going to be trying to tell me about the brand. You know, a, a backstory about a brand would be great as a beginning introduction. It's one of the things that we're looking to do with the uh, Rice Spirits Company that I work with is create a brand experience where people can start learning about Grandma Loreen and her experience back in, in the, the days of the Depression, why she chose to make uh, bootlegger whiskey and what she did. But with nothing, nothing to say, hey, uh, you know, come buy our stuff. You know, we're at this store, that store, the other store, nothing like that. This is basically saying, hey. You probably never heard of us. Um, this is a bit of who we are. Do you like it? If you like it, great. Come visit our website. Guess what? We just got traffic to the website. Why? Because we created curiosity. That's how you want to do it. Well, behavioral data that's picked up off of an identity graph will help the platforms figure out what message to send at what time, making it easier for you and for Bob and Lisa and, and Jimmy to, to get the right message. <clears throat> Jimmy might be fully vested in the in the brand, Excuse me, and ready to go. And if he is ready to go, you're going to want to give him the right kind of ad. You don't want to give him a video that just talks about the brand. He's going to be like, okay, great. I, I know the brand already. I, what do, I want to do what's next. So having access to that kind of data, which again, like Dan was talking about earlier on his, on his, uh, on his article, the ability to, to do predictive marketing is coming at a very fast pace. It's already working with a few companies that have their own identity graphs. These are, of course, the big box brands because they do have their own stuff. <clears throat> I noted that Keller Williams just recently got their own identity graph, and they're scooping up as much behavioral um, data as they can possibly get their hands on. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that they're trying to pick up some stuff from our, our graph because, and by the way, guys, I don't own this graph. It's owned by somebody else. I have a license to it. I use the word our because, you know, we use it that way. Um, the the idea that the graph that we have access to is eight years old and has so much on it, of course, there's there's buying, there's selling, there's there's collaborating, <clears throat> partnerships, etc. All of that to make it easier for your guys, whether that's an internal marketing company or your marketing agency, to be more effective with your paid advertising. Now, if you're doing all the organic stuff. Stuff's probably not really gonna um, apply to you, and that's fine. If if you're a small business that doesn't do you know five to ten million in revenue a year, may not may not make sense to go jumping on that boat just yet. The analytics that you get from the platforms that you work on are plenty. They do give you a lot of good knowledge. Just realize that when you get into a certain level, you need to start really working the scaling portion. Uh, of your ads business or your advertising in your business, excuse me, um, so that you can easier lower the cost of acquisition, better convert uh, to sales or walking a prospect to a customer, to a client, to an actual sale, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but be, to be able to do that, again, you're going to have to be looking at how the new data is working, how it can work for you. 
If you're a small business and you're not doing five to 10 million a year, yes, those are big numbers. That doesn't mean that something like this wouldn't work for you. If you're getting a thousand plus hits to your website, something like the at least the portion of the smart pixel having the ability to pick up data and know who's visiting your website, that's valuable because then at least you know who's already what we call in funnel, who's been there, who's seen you, who's past the point of I'm looking for solutions and is now looking at you as a potential solution. That's also very important to be able to deliver to them the right kind of either the free giveaway, uh, you know, in trade for the email or per perhaps a, a, a one-time offer or multiple offers or giving them more background information, um, <clears throat> framing you or posturing you as the expert in your field. You don't want to miss out on that. Those are all opportunities to get loyalty to your brand and to your, to your company and to eventually to your product. These are all important things to consider when you're thinking about data. So while we have <clears throat> that aspect of it, you know, again, we have access to an identity graph. It does help our clients lower cost of acquisition, raise conversion rates. Will that work for you? That's something you're going to have to take the time to sit down and really look at. I mean, are you spending a lot of money on, on ads right now? And if you are, how much traffic are you really getting out of it? Are you getting a thousand plus hits a month from your brand, uh, from your branding runs? Are you getting enough return on your ad spend when it comes to converting. Uh, if you are, awesome. If you're not, you're going to need to do some tweaking. If you're at a level where you're hitting a wall or a ceiling, it's probably time to start thinking about using identity resolution to help you increase your profit margins. All right. So some information for you guys on the 30th of January. Thanks again for listening to Java Chat. I hope you guys are doing really well. Enjoy your week and weekend, and we will talk with you soon. Ciao for now.